members. Um, you have the agenda before you, statewide appointments under tab A, Mr. Terry A. Blackman from New Zion, Board of, Nurse, uh, Board of Pharmacy. Sorry, Board of Pharmacy. Mr. Blackman, if you would come forward. Would take the seat. Make sure your button's green, burning green. For the record, if you would give us your full name. Let me swear you in. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. I do. Would you like to make a brief statement, Mr. Blackman? You yes, sir. Take a seat and get comfortable. Thank you. I may be more comfortable standing, but I will sit. Okay. Uh, my name is Terry Blackman. I currently represent the 6th Congressional District on the Board of Pharmacy. I practice pharmacy in an independent community pharmacy that I own and operate in Lake City, South Carolina. Live in New Zion, uh, and I'm involved in my church in Olanta, so I'm kind of spread out a little bit. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to uh, all of you members of the Senate and more particularly the, the Medical Affairs Committee. I appreciate the opportunity to, to be before you today. I appreciate your consideration. Good. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, and I, I, I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have for me. Thank you, sir. Well, staff has a few. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Mr. Blackman is um, on the board of, currently on the Board of Pharmacy. His is a reappointment, and he currently set, serves as chairman of the Board of Pharmacy, correct? That is correct. I, I've uh, currently chairman. My last uh, meeting will be the June meeting, uh, and after that time, if I'm not um, reappointed, then that, my term will be done. Um, if you will answer these questions. Do you or any member of your family own or operate any business which contracts with state or federal government? I do own the medicine cabinet in Lake City, and we contract for prescription services with South Carolina Medicaid. Thank you. Do you or any member of your family own or operate any business which receives state or federal funds from the Board of Pharmacy? I do not. Have you ever been arrested, charged, or held by federal, state, or other law enforcement authorities for violation of the law, regulation, or ordinance? No. Have you, to your knowledge, ever been under federal, state, or local investigation for possible violation of a criminal statute? Not to my knowledge. Has a tax lien or collection procedure ever been instituted against you personally by federal, state, or local authorities? No. Have you ever been disciplined or cited for a breach of ethics or unprofessional conduct by any court, agency, association, or professional group? I have not. Are you now or have you ever been employed as a lobbyist or acted in the capacity of a lobbyist principal? I have not. Do you know any reason you would have difficulty continuing to perform the duties of the Board of Pharmacy? No, of no reason that I couldn't continue. Thank you. Good. Members of the committee have any questions or comments? Mr. Johnson. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I, I don't have any questions, um, but I do want to say that Mr. Blackman is a constituent of mine, and you know, we hold him in high regard, and uh, at the appropriate time, I know members may have questions, but at the appropriate time, I'd like to move uh, his nomination forward favorably. We'll take that nomination. Is there a second? Second. Second's heard. Any discussion? And none will take it to a vote. All in favor of a favorable report, raise your right hand. Thank you. It's unanimous. Thank you, sir, and thank you for your willingness to serve the state. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, plan to do the best job to my ability. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you.
Next, I'm going to tab B, Dr. Jason P. Wiggin from Lexington, State Board of Examiners in Speech, Language, Pathology, and Audiology. For the record, if you would, give us your full name. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, Jason P. Wigand. I'm an audiologist and clinical faculty at the University of South Carolina here. I reside in the 23rd Senate District and serve in the second as well as served there in the second congressional district. Let me swear you in. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So have you got? I do. Would you like to make a brief statement, doctor? Yes, I uh, appreciate very much the opportunity to come before you all. It's a great honor, great honor to be appointed and have this opportunity to serve in the state. Uh, I have been practicing audiology, <clears throat> excuse me, for a number of years, and I'm now at the University of South Carolina. I've worked in private practice as well. Uh, I am a learning impaired individual, so it's, it's been a great honor to enter this field and have this opportunity to be a, a part of serving the, protecting and serving the general public as well as supporting our Hearing impaired individuals as they navigate this great changing landscape of healthcare and uh, provide some support to our professionals as they provide the best care for them. Thank you. Staff has a few standard questions for you. Yes, sir. and expired June 1st, um, 2022 will hold the audiologist seat on this board. Um, do you or any member of your family own or operate any business which contracts with state or federal government? Do you or any member of your family own or operate any business which receives state or federal funds from the Speech, Language, Pathology, and Audiology Board? Have you ever been arrested, charged, or held by federal, state, or other law enforcement authorities for violation of the law, regulation, or ordinance? Have you, to your knowledge, ever been under federal, state, or local investigation for possible violation of a criminal statute? Has a tax lien or collection procedure ever been instituted against you personally by federal, state, or local authorities? No, ma'am. Have you ever been disciplined or cited for a breach of ethics or unprofessional conduct by any court, agency, association, or professional group? Are you now or have you ever been employed as a lobbyist or acted in the capacity of a lobbyist principal? Do you know any reason you would have difficulties performing the duties required of this board? I do not. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Questions or comments? From Lexington, Senator Sheely. Well, you live in a fine place, might I add, and a great Senate district. And I understand you have a really good senator there. Um, and, and she's been having an earache lately, so she might not stop by to see you. Um, but um, I, I, from what I read and what I understand, I think you would um, do a fine job on this board. And at the appropriate time, I would like to recommend him for um, this appointment. Motion is favorable. Is there a second? Second. second. Discussion? None will take it to a vote. All in favor, raise your right hand. Thank you. Thank you, doctor, for your willingness to serve. Thank you all. I appreciate the honor. You have a great Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop by and see you in a little bit. It's right ear. Left ear. That's the right left. Left, left right ear. One of them. 
Now we move to general bills, tab C, H3775, birth certificates. Mr. Chairman. Dr. Davis. Um, this is in regard to um, adoptees' original birth certificates, and we had a subcommittee hearing on this just a short while ago. Currently, when an adoption occurs, the birth certificate showing the biological parents is sent to DHEC and placed in a sealed file, and a new birth certificate is issued showing the child's adopted, uh, adoptee the adoptee parents with no mention that they are adoptive parents. What this bill would allow is for an adoptee or a child who has been adopted upon becoming 21 years of age or older can receive a copy of the original birth certificate and a medical history if the biological parent consents to that. Currently, um, someone who has been adopted can only access the original birth certificate showing the biological parents um, if they get a court order. So this would allow, going forward, and it wouldn't affect uh, anybody who, uh, uh, up until this bill has been passed, it wouldn't affect anybody who has been adopted. It would affect future adopted children. Um, and uh, it, it passed favorably, uh, or was moved out favorably by the subcommittee so that this full committee would have a chance to discuss it. Heard the discussion uh, of the subcommittee chairman. Uh, I served on the subcommittee as well, and this bill probably needs a little bit of work, but what we're trying to do is just go ahead and get it out on the floor and let everybody look at it over the weekend. There is uh, currently, if a uh, person who is adopted uh, later in life determines they may need a bone marrow transplant or other health information from the biological parents, what this bill is attempting to do is to give them ability to be able to access that information if the biological parents willing to participate in responding to a request. And it, they do that in other states. And the way this bill is set up may not be exactly right, but I would ask that we go ahead and give it a favorable report. And, and anybody who's got any issues about this, let's talk to DHEC over the weekend and see if we can figure that out. Motion from the subcommittee members of the as a favorable report. Everyone reserving the rights. understand that may be some additional work on the floor. I'd, I'd second uh, Senator from Orangeburg's motion. Moved and seconded. Any discussion? Seeing none, all in favor, raise your right hand. Thank you. Favorable. Everyone reserving their rights. Tab D, H4698, vocational rehabilitation. Senator Davis? Yes, Mr. Chairman. Um, this is in regard to a vocational rehabilitation exemption. You know, currently, um, licensed physicians in order to make a disability uh, administrate to practice administrative medicine to look at records and make disability uh, designations and certifications they're exempted from taking certain examinations um, if they perform those services for the Department of Corrections DHEC mental health and DDSN this bill would extend the list of agencies for whom uh, that exemption applied to include vocational rehabilitation. Uh, the testimony we received was that Voc Rehab is having difficulty um, getting physicians um, who can make that disability designation because currently um, those physicians would have to have passed a special purpose examination or a composite osteopathic variable purpose examination, which are examinations pertinent to clinical physicians, uh, not necessarily to uh, uh, physicians who practice administrative medicine. So, you know, what's happening now is Vogue Rehab has a lot of out-of-state um, physicians that make those certifications. And so this would allow 
Vogue Rehab to have on staff or employed uh, physicians make those designations in, instead of having physicians from other states. And um, I would defer further comments to Senator from Orangeburg in this regard if, if he has any or any other member of the committee. But we, we the, the subcommittee uh, moved it out favorably. Thank you, Senator Davis. Senator Tato, anything to add? Just that we heard that this will give a second method of these people being, uh, I guess, given reciprocity. I mean, excuse me, these people um, being able to practice in a, um, they're already licensed doctors, and they're having trouble getting enough of them here to do the reports. It's a, it's a, um, it's a online review of the medical records, but the standard's the same. It's the same disability standards in other states, and it just gives them a, a chance to sort of recruit some of these folks in that maybe not coming because it's a big test they got to take, but the standard will be the same. So we rec the full committee recommends it. Committee recommends favorable. Any discussion? Move adoption. Is adoption. All in favor, raise your right hand. Thank you. There's a report on H4698. Tab E, H4799, Physical Therapy Licensure Act. Mr. Chairman, um, this particular uh, legislation, Physical Therapy Licensure Compact, is, is similar in, in many respects, at least in the respect that it's a compact to the one we took up a, a week or so ago in regard to emergency medical technicians. Um, you know, the underlying purpose behind these sorts of things is to increase portability um, to, um, I, I guess it's akin to reciprocity in, ma in many respects, that if you've got certain baseline qualifications that um, your license would be recognized in other states that participate in this compact. And, and this would, uh, this bill would have South Carolina join um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 17 other states that are currently in this compact and it's designed primarily with military families uh, in mind in, in that the licenses that are held by them um, would, would then, it's portable, it would, it would be able to transfer and so it's, it's seen as a, a way to uh, enhance that portability and an ability for military families in particular to, uh, if they're relocated, to begin, uh, continue practicing their profession. And it, it received a favorable report by the subcommittee. Senator Davis, it has the amendment. With a, with a committee amendment, amendment, right. There was um, an amendment. And Martha, if you would go ahead, and, and, and I believe it had to do with the background checks. but, but um, Yes, sir. This is part of being a member of the compact is you have to have a, um, a what the compact language says was an FBI criminal background check. There is specific language that SLED requires to get this background check, we inserted the language that SLED provided us for the um, criminal background check. And also, just like the EMS um, compact, there was included in this compact that any of their rules or regulations would have the force and effect of law. And in our state, it was taken out in the EMS, and this amendment takes it out in the fiscal therapy. Mr. Chairman, I would further add that those, those amendments or those alterations um, would not disqualify our state from participating in that compact. There are deemed to be non-material changes in terms of being a part of the compact. The committee recommends favorable as amended. Seconded. Any discussion? It is favorable as amended. All in favor, raise your right hand. Thank you. Favorable. Now, tell F. H fifty one fifty nine. 
Mr. Chairman, um, we passed, I think it was last year, um, Act 61, which was H. 3132, a Hospice Licensure Act uh, that required all outpatient hospice locations to register with, D with DHEC. Um, and this particular regulation or resolution approving regulation would have the regulations conform with the statute. So this is a, an aligning of uh, the regulations governing hospices with what we passed last year in H3132. Questions? Anyone else? Motion is favorable from the subcommittee. Is there a second? Second. second. Any other discussion? Hearing none, all in favor raise your right hand. Thank you. You have a question? Okay. Favorable on H5159. Thank you so much for your work. Thank you, Senator Davis, for your work on your subcommittee. This is a James Brown committee. It's the hardest working committee in the Senate. <laughs> We're stand adjourned.